0: Welcome to the Grow with Tech podcast. Listen to inspiring stories and learn how businesses can grow with technology. Get inspired and motivated with the world's leading innovators. This podcast is brought to you by InfoShare, the biggest tech conference in Central and Eastern Europe.
1: Hi there listeners, I'm Wojciech Grzowski, startup project manager from InfoShare, and the host of Growth with Tech podcast. Our first guest is Sebastian Cerone, the co-founder of Less Industries, who took the third place during the InfoShare startup contest in 2019. His company connects intelligent sensors with the network, focusing on agricultural and industrial solutions. Listen to how it works in different business fields. We'll also talk with Sebastian about challenges every startup founder have to face, especially in the times of COVID-19 pandemic. Hello Sebastian, thank you for accepting our invitation. It is great to have you here today to talk about businesses and technologies. So let's start from the beginning, shall we? So Sebastian, how your story started as an entrepreneur? Why did you took this path?
0: Okay. Hello, Wojciech. Thank you so much for the invitation. Answering your question, I started my project as a university project. I was studying electronic engineering at the university, and I was doing an assignment with some uh, partners, some classmates, and we found out this crazy way to connect sensor to internet. We started wondering, okay, that maybe be something useful for the industry. So at the time we were also doing a course on entrepreneurship as an part of the assignment of for that course. We prepare a a company around this project and we ended having like an idea how how to sell it. So we started looking for different friends, uh, asking them, hey, we have this product, how can we use it? Uh, Do you know, do you have any challenge or any problem that could be useful, could be solved Checking data in real time. So uh, some friends introduce another friends and another friends, and we end uh, in less than three months doing a pilot with a agricultural company where they need to measure what is going on with some grain storing in a plastic bag. And we found out that we can solve that problem. We can realize when a grain producer is losing her grain, their grain because of uh, bad storage conditions. And um, like almost by mistake, we found out this, this solution.
1: So I understand you started your company at the university. You just meet some people, you got some support and you followed this
0: path, right? Uh, yes, more or less. I was a student at the university. I was doing an assignment. The result of the assignment was uh, the technology that we use today. And uh, talking with different friends, we found out some potential customers. We did a pilot with those potential customers, and they, start, they were willing, at that time, they were willing to pay for, for this technology. So we said, wow, well, that's good. Something that started as a union, as an assignment, turned into a product quickly.
1: This is the first time when I'm hearing a story when somebody is happy that he got an assignment on the university.
0: I will memorize this it was a course at the beginning because uh, we found we closed a deal uh, really really fast and we thought that doing business is going to be easier uh, or it's going to be that because we were closing deals at the beginning and then we crashed with the reality and it was harder uh, so yes we were lucky at the beginning but being lucky sometimes it's it's difficult
1: can you tell us more about less industries product what are you doing what market do you aim at
0: yes what we do basically is getting data in real time from different process those process could be in the industry or this process could be in the agriculture we have some specific products that for example um helps Grain producer to understand how the grain is stored in a plastic bag and if the grain is getting rotten or if somebody is stealing that grain. We have another product that helps power distribution companies to understand if the power lines are falling and where those power lines are failing. And um, we have other products that, for example, we use here in Dansk with the port of Dansk, where we measure water level in real time and we help them to understand if. A boat or a ship can navigate that specific part of the river. All of the products are different and for different industries, but all of them share the same core technology. Uh, we connect a sensor to internet. We get that data, uh, data from a specific process, and we analyze how that process works. And we trigger alarms, an SMS or an email, when we identify a problem.
1: Okay, I remember from our private talk that you are not
0: only in Poland and Argentina but also in Australia, right? Yes, we have customers in Argentina, Chile, Peru, Australia and Poland. Could
1: you share some case studies on the implementation of your technology? Maybe not in all countries, just few examples.
0: Yes, in Australia for example what we are doing is controlling irrigation. We measure the how much water the plants have and how the, the crops, how, the, for example, an avocado is growing. And we use the data in order to control, to add more water or less water to the plants. So in that way, we save water, we save energy, we save fertilizers, and the farmers are happier. So
1: what's the difference between the Polish market and the Argentinian market in terms of implementation?
0: I, I will answer that question better with a difference between the Australian market and the Polish market. Um, regarding to agriculture, which, which is one of the markets that we are targeting, um, Poland is the, the one of the biggest apple producers in the world. Actually, it's the third apple producer. And um, apple is an intensive um, crop. It requires irrigation. It requires water. Um, so, if you compare uh, Australia with Poland, and the cost uh, of Human power in, in Australia is super expensive. The minimum wage is around 20 Australian dollars per hour. 20 Australian dollars is like 50 slotties per hour. So imagine that uh, uh, somebody who is helping a farmer receives 50 slotties per hour. How much is going to cost the a kilo of apples? To give you an idea, and a, a kilo of apple here in Poland costs around three slotties, four slotties, depending on the day. Uh, in, in Australia, it costs at least 10 slotties, so as the cost of um, the manpower is super expensive, any solution that can automatize a process in Australia it's going to pay a lot, because if you reduce uh, an employee, you are saving 50 slotties per hour, uh, while in in Poland, there are not that much interest in automatizing a process in agriculture. That's why in Poland we are targeting other processes which are more expensive. For example, what is happening in the power lines. Because when a power line falls, the damage that produces in infrastructure and the cost of not having this asset working is super expensive. So depending on the country, we are targeting different industries which pay more. What were the
1: biggest challenges you had as an IoT startup?
0: I would say that more than the IoT startup, I would say like a startup in general. The first okay. thing is getting customers. When you're a startup, you are a small company, nobody knows you. Mostly when you are doing my work, which is starting business in different countries, it's even harder because you need to do connections from the beginning. Nobody knows you because I didn't study here. I didn't work here before. So I need to build all those relationships. I need to make all the people trust on me. And that requires a lot of work and a lot of time. So once you convince people that your work is worthy, that you, they can trust in you, then you start doing business. So, but this takes times. It could be one or two years until you get that confidence. Um, so that's one, one of the biggest challenge. Make the people or the or the companies trust in you, trust in your organization, and enable your organization to do business.
1: As I understand, building trust is the main foundation of your company right now.
0: It, I would say, make um, closing deals, making money. So in order to do that, the the vehicle is getting trust. If I wanted to start
1: a similar startup about what I should remember. Well the
0: first thing is there must be an area where you are an expert or have, or you have some domain knowledge. So try to think in the work that you do every day or, or in the field that you have experience, what can you change? What can you make different that will make to somebody to save money or will make somebody to to get money? And I recommend an area where you have expertise because and um, you will be able to, to, to understand how this is working. So once you identify a problem to solve and, um, and, and you start working in the solution and you find out, okay, I have this, you test it and you test it quickly. And I found out many entrepreneurs or more than entrepreneurs, people who are interested in um, becoming entrepreneurs that they are if afraid of sharing their ideas. They say, Oh, I hear it all the time. Somebody's going to steal my idea. And the problem that because of the people are afraid of sharing what they think they have to, they have to change and they don't do nothing. First thing is getting that idea and validating with somebody else who are working in the same area. It's like, for example, let's go to example in the, in the grain. We found out this sensor. So I went to the farmer and say, Hey, I have this sensor. Do you have this problem? Yes. Will you mind if we put it this and try how it works? Yes. And after he used it, I asked him, what do you think? Well, I like this, I don't like that. So we change it. Uh, now, oh yes, I'm happy. So will you pay this? No, uh, not, no um, I'm not going to pay that. Why? Oh, because so you start understanding why they are not willing to pay. And if you find out that they will never pay, so it's not worth it, you need to test another market. So, identifying the I would recommend if you want to start business, the key would be identify a problem, try to build quickly a solution, validate that solution with people who have the same problem, and talk to the people because business is about people. So you need to go to the to the field, whatever is your field, and talk to the people and show what you are able to do and and do it and and then make them to pay for it that was a good piece of advice thank you for that
1: sebastian we are living in tough times facing the covid-19 problem how do you deal with this problem as an entrepreneur in your company
0: that, that's a new challenge uh, it's funny because as an entrepreneur you all the time are dealing with different challenge uh, if it is not a um pandemia it is something that happened with the customer or it's a new government regulation something all the time they are new challenge of course this one is a a hard one because um, we don't know what is going to be the impact that it will have on the economy on one hand for us um, the good news is something that we we are aiming with our technology is And reducing the human factor from any process, automatizing processes. So this is a good moment because people uh, are restricted to go outside. And we found out that with our solution, we can help companies to, to automatize the process or keep, even keep on running despite all this problem. And on the other hand, how can I do to go to the people and show them, hey, you can solve your problems right now with my technology because I cannot live in a house. So uh, it's a new, there is a new, there will be a change in the way we do business because um, video calls are going to become a standard, marketing online or selling online is going to be a new challenge, which for B2C business, uh, for example, if you are selling something through Amazon, it is okay, people are used to that. But for B two B business, where you have long, um, you you need to spend a lot of time doing the business, talking to people, having meetings. I don't know how it's going to to work. To be honest, so it's a it's a it's a new challenge to solve. How to be able to solve complex solutions without leaving your house.
1: So as I understand, you and your company is adapting to this situation.
0: Yes. It's, there is no other option. All the time as an entrepreneur, you need to adapt to the new challenge and, and survive. If not, you have the door out there, business is out. Sebastian,
1: I want to make this podcast personal. I believe that most people are driven by their values and most people are making decisions based on them. Can you share your values that are helping you run your own business?
0: First of all it's um building technology that matters building technology that is important uh, it is as like from the engineering point of view when you build something that then nobody uses it is super frustrating then of course building that technology in an environment where everybody it is happy or or it's enjoy it's something that you can enjoy for example at your company or working in your daily work you can spend easily eight hours per day so if i'm going to spend 30 percent of my time in something i wanted to do it i I wanted to enjoy it so something that we make a lot of effort is building an environment where everybody goes to work and are happy and and they enjoy our employees enjoy what, what we do and finally of course do it in a responsible way, do it sustainable with the environment, taking care of the resources, do it in an honest way. In, in in some countries we had to stop doing business because there were, every time you wanted to do something with the government, there was some officials asking for any return and and, and that's not the way that we want to do business. So I would say that those are the, the, the values that we have in our organization and building things that matter in an environment that is enjoyable, enjoyable and taking care of the environment and without doing anything that is dodgy.
1: That's true.
0: Yes, and actually, I, I will use this as a, you asked me before, which examples or, or which recommendation I will give to another entrepreneur. Something that we learned during this, this work is that you can choose your customers. It is not only that the customer has to choose you. You have to choose your customer too. You, you have the right to say, I don't want to work with these people anymore because they are not trusty, because they don't respect what they say, whatever, which are the reason. So this doing business is a objective relationship. It is not only what you give to them. It's also what they give to you. So if not, if both parties cannot grow together, if their relationship is not equally or is not good for both of the parties, so there is no no point in pushing for that. So I would say that yes, you have to pick. Uh, it's something important that you have to learn: picking your customers. And we did it in the in the past. It, it wasn't easy, but we choose. Uh, for example, I remember one customer that one day would say, "Look, can you have your money back." We don't want to work with you any longer.
1: If you had the opportunity to go back in time and give yourself one
0: piece of advice, what would it be? That's a very hard question to answer. Um, And I will tell you why. Um, I'm super happy in the the position where I am right now. And the way I reach the, the place where I am right now, is because of all the decisions that I took in the past. Some of them were good decisions, and some of them, of course, were really bad decisions. And But those mistakes teach me really important uh, lessons which make me the person that I am today. So if I had to to travel to the past and give me advice about those, those mistakes, it wouldn't allow me to be where I am. Despite that, I would say that, yes, that advice that I said before about picking customers, it would be a really good one. Because um, at the beginning, we didn't know that when we were doing negotiations, we were able to say, no, look, these are the rules. You as an entrepreneur, you can put your rules. You can say, I'm able to do this. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, at the beginning, you feel weak because, uh, you are doing business with a really large enterprise and they push for the rules. But for example, uh, and, and this is something really good that we happened in the past. We had a customer who pushed for something that it was really bad for us. They say we had to give them our intellectual property. If not, they are not going to pay us. And I took the decision to tell them, look, we are not going to, you have to pay us because we deliver what we promised. Our IP was not in the table at the moment that we closed the deal. And if you don't want to pay us, you are free to do it, but I'm not going to, to, to sign those papers. So being strong, like knowing that you can sit on the table and if you're not comfortable with these conditions, you can, you can say, thank you so much for your time. I leave in the room. That's give you a super powerful tool. So,, I w- if I had to travel back in the past, I would say that like, "Hey, we are building something that is matter. you have the power to say to the com- to somebody else, "I don't want to do this, and, and it's going to work really well." Thank you for answering this question.
1: It was a tricky one. I agree with you that you need to learn from your experience to be in the point that you want to be. If I would go back in time and talk to my past self, I would just tell myself. You should enter the medical sector faster than you think.
0: No, I, I I will tell you something. One of my previous work was working in a medical company. Uh, actually, we were building ventilators. But right now there is a big crisis, and all the countries want to buy ventilators. I worked like three or four years developing those kind of technologies. The first things when I quit that job and I started my company, I told to my partners: never, never, ever. Uh, do let's they do something uh, in, in the medical care um, market because the regulations like the product that you are building, somebody, somebody, the life of somebody is going to depend on that product. So, this is a big, big, big responsibility. It's good that somebody else is doing it. I don't want to have that responsibility. The technology that we develop, if uh, something is not working today, I could go to bed. Uh, super relaxed, wake up in the morning and try to fix it. Nobody's going to die. Um, so it's a, it's a super hard um, business, developing medical technology. So no, I'm happy to that I'm not working there any longer. I
1: have a different point of view. My motivation, why I had entered as a startup to the medical sector was to help people being healthy, to save lives. But of course, I understand your point of view. We all are different. We have different goals and values. Thank you for sharing your point of view. We are finishing our podcast for today. So, Sebastian, last question: What's next? What are your future business plans?
0: Well, one of the I can I cannot answer that question openly because we are working in new projects that I have some documents that don't allow me to talk too much. But what we are in a general way. We are go we're going to we're developing a technology a new technology that will allow to understand what is happening with the process even before that the process happened It's like for example, everybody is talking today about big data intelligent algorithm AI and this kind of stuff in order to to process those data and you need to to get the data sets so we build the technology to get the data sets and now we are crossing all the data sets that we generate in different business and we are cross comparing it's like so i'm talking too much and i'm not saying anything but what i want to explain is we are building a new way to to get data and to process that data, to understand what is happening in the process in an agnostic way, without knowing what is that process, um, it's hard to explain. Uh, I need to work in that in that pitch, but from our customers, what we'll see in the following month is a, a different way to to see the data.
1: We will see what the future holds for your technology.
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm excited. It's like, um, and on this quarantine is giving us all the time that we needed in order to sit in the table and think all together about which are the steps that we want to do. And like generally, uh because of the craziness of the day today, um, you postpone some important decisions, but today it's like, okay, we have time. What can we do? What, what if we do this? What if we do that? So. Um we are building, we are working in building some new stuff that is going to be super exciting.
1: Sebastian, thank you for your time. Someday we will go back to this podcast, hear it once again, and we will find out what did you manage to deliver to the market.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward for it too. So that was Sebastian
1: Cerone, the co-founder of Less Industries. Thank you again, Sebastian. Thank
0: you so much. Have a nice day. Thanks for listening to the Grow With Tech podcast from InfoShare. This episode has ended, but your time with us doesn't have to. Head on over to infoshare.pl and hit subscribe. You will be joining a truly innovative society and get inspired by the world of technology. That's infoshare.pl. Have a great day ahead.